Konnichiwa, fans and haters. My name is James Healy. I run Bad Film Tweets. I'm also a writer and director. Here we are discussing films that are rotten on Rotten Tomatoes or rated 3.0 on Letterboxd. With me today is my cousin, Matt Bellamente. What's going on, guys? Matt Bellamente here. To my left, our final host, Terrence. Hello, everyone. My name is Terrence Leonard. I am a freelance artist, usually frequent on Twitter. You can find me at theterrence94 at Twitter. Yeah, you don't need to shill yourself out. Oh, I didn't know Thanks, we were Terrence, we can shill your art once we get off already. Anyways, I'm a 25-year-old, single, cis, white male living in New York City. So you know what that means? I gotta do a podcast! <laughs> It's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. <laughs> Today, on the first episode, which is technically the second episode, but the first one we're releasing, because the first one was dog shit. We don't speak about the first we episode. We don't speak about the first episode. We did Batman versus Superman in the first episode. They weren't here. If they were here, it'd probably be better. We could revisit later on. I would definitely want to do Batman versus Superman later on. I planned to do that originally for the first episode, because I have a lot of hashtag release Snyder Cut people that follow me. Ugh. So I got to um, let them live, Terrence. It's fine. Let them live their best life, bro. Uh, So I got to appeal to my fan base. We're here to talk today about the masterpiece, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. (laughs) I always found to be the most memorable of all of them. I think that was probably the first one I saw. So I was born in 94. Spy Who Shagged Me came out in 99. So I was like five when I saw it. Yeah. And I was born in 91. So I was three years years older than this. I was about eight. That's funny. Because actually, ironically enough, Gold Member is the one that has the most meaning to me. Like, I love all... Really? Yeah, I love, I love all three I'm of so them. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, dude. I love all three of them, but Gold Member was the one that I watched the most. Last month, I watched all three of them in a row on Netflix, because they're all on Netflix. They're not all on Netflix. Wait, they're not? If they were all on Netflix, you got lucky, because I had to rent The Spy Who Shagged Me on Amazon. I... I could have sworn I watched all three of them Well, they're not anymore. The first one's on, on uh, Amazon Prime. Second one is on nothing, and allegedly the third one's on Netflix, according to Matt. Yeah, I believe Yeah, I I watched Goldmember on Netflix. Yeah, okay, I'm glad you said that, because I was almost positive I also watched Goldmember on Netflix. I looked it up on Netflix, and they gave me the option to play it, so... Last Um, month... I I mean, wait, when did you watch it? Uh, two days ago. It is, because it's... Well, because it's August 3rd right now, so unless they literally just took it off. Unless they just took it off, I wouldn't be surprised, but... I pretty much last... About, like, June-ish, I, like, marathoned all three movies... Because it was such a long time since I saw all of them. And I still loved all three of them. I would say... I can't even tell which one's the funniest. I mean, it's the second one, but... Second <laughs> one's great. Second one's fantastic. I mean, I think the second one has a lot of nostalgia for me. Because that's the one I grew up watching. And the first one, I didn't see till later on. Whenever I rewatch them, the first one, I'm always like, Oh yeah, I forgot that happened in it. Whereas the second one, I can remember everything. I feel like the second one's like way more memorable. And there's some things on the third one that are memorable. It's just not as funny. Oh, I can bring up everything from fucking Gold Member. I love that movie so much. <laughs> See, like, I kind of have the opposite. Where, like, the first one for me, and maybe that's because I'm a couple years older, yeah. I remember I could probably quote the first movie on a line-by-line, line, and I don't know if I could do that with the other two. There's a lot that happened in that first movie that, like, I really took to heart when I was a kid, which probably yeah. is inappropriate because that movie came out in 97, well, I, right? I, I so I was watched, six. I fucking watched the Awesome Powers movies when I was like five. Well, the best story of Matt when we were kids, <laughs> which I tell all the time, is... There's a lot of conjecture to the story, so go ahead. Tell uh, the story. <laughs> tell the story. He, he goes up to our grandma one day, not knowing what it meant. So I, I was probably like five at the time. He was probably like eight. 
And he goes up to her and is like, Grandma, do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> yeah, baby! Yeah! <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of contention in the family about this story because I remember this completely different. I remember James being the one to say this to our grandma. My mom has solidified this memory for me, but I don't know. Maybe we're both wrong. I don't think that's I would say that, that's but I, I could be wrong. I mean, I can I call grandma right now. I mean, Are you actually go for it, call her. We're getting my grandma as the first guest on the podcast. <laughs> you know, this was not a move I was expecting to make today, but here we are. Yeah, if she picks up. Hello? Hey, Mary? Hey, hi. Is grandma there? Okay, wait. Can you answer this question quick for me and Matt? Do you remember uh, when we were kids, one of us went up to her and said, Grandma, do I make you horny, baby? Yeah, baby, yeah. Was that me or Matt? That was Matt. I told you. Oh, are I you told serious? You. Mary, are you sure? Are you sure? He rubbed his legs against me. It's not right. I can't talk about it now. I'm going to go right to Matt. I can't. can't make <laughs> You're well, sure? You what he used to do, You're sure? I told you. We're, we're, we're recording the first episode of our podcast right now, and we need to settle this right now. Oh. So. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, that would, if you prompted him to say something, he would. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, absolutely. I was a ventriloquist. I mean, James, you were no angel, my friend. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know I was. No, we're not saying that, but I really if, thought if it was Matt James. Has, if he has dirt on his wings, my God, you have mud. Because so <laughs> <laughs> Matt was, as much as he'd like to think he's all that and a cup of bread, he's not. He was, he'd be a little bit less of it. James didn't take any potting at all. All of a sudden, he'd say, James, let that person, like, fall down those stairs. Grandma, why are you at the bottom of the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. James, James would do anything. He was very good about that. Matt would be like... I mean, like, he locked the door when we'd be in the house, so give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Matt, we're gonna, I'm going to make breakfast while you, you know, go down and get the newspaper for me. He's like, oh, I don't want to, I'm afraid. I'm like, Matt, for Christ's sake, it's down the stairs, go. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Farmingdale's a dangerous place. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, James, one yeah. more story. This is a good one. Yep. When, when Matt was little, he's like, how come in Farmingdale, when it snows, it's like, the snow's not there, like, at the house and everything. It's, like, all melted. I said, because, Matt, not like where you live in that shanty town called Lindenhurst. In Farmingdale, sweetheart, what they do is they have heating units underneath the, the um, pavement in the streets, and it melts it at night. He's like, yeah. oh, oh. I remember this. <laughs> yes. A lot of other stories, too, but, you know, we don't have time for all that because I'm going to make my mother late for fucking mass. And, you know, if I go in, the devil's going to fall on my head, so I just sit in the backyard. That's a safe bet. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. It's a safe bet. Listen, I couldn't walk in there either. It's fine. Well, Mary, thank you so much for being our first call-in guest on the podcast here and uh, confirming well, that I was right. So. If, if, and if you need any more dirt, just let me know. And I'm, I'm happy to share it on the whole family. Great. Oh, I know Perfect. myself, too. I have no problem with that. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. I love you so much. I love you both. Love Take you, Mary. All right, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, there, there we it. have it. Jesus I'm so Christ. upset right now. <laughs> I knew I was right, man. I, re I really didn't think it was me.
You All had right. this revisionist status for like years that it was me, even though forever the whole story was it was always you. Someone lied to me then. Yeah, I guess so. It must have been my mom. What's that? A grown-up lying to a child? Yeah, someone definitely lied to me because I vividly remember this being James, but apparently I... Uh... So anyways, the first Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, the director of photography of it is Peter Deming, who did most of David Lynch's stuff. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, huh. I, I did not know he <laughs> shot it. I, so I know who, obviously, Peter Deming is because I'm a huge David Lynch fan. As anyone who is listening to this should probably know because you see the David Lynch avatar and the banner and all that and all my sh- <laughs> shilling for him. <laughs> and if you were in my room, you would see the Mulholland Drive poster and the Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me poster. Anyways, so I was like shocked to see that Peter Deming shot the first Austin Powers movie. That's surprising. Wow. I had, only I had the no first idea. one. Yeah, only the first one. Huh? That's interesting. Who shot the the next two? Do we know the the second one uh, was some guy who did nothing of value, <laughs> but he did Godzilla '98. Sure I'm wait, hold on. That's a great <sighs> film. Hold. Shut the hold on. Shut, shut up. up. No, we're talking about Austin Powers. The movie's amazing. <laughs> no, no. He might have did Independence Day too. I could be misremembering. But also, too, I'm sure his mother feel like feels like he did something of value. You just like <laughs> <laughs> he did nothing of interest. I assure you, his family would probably they're listening to this podcast right now and they're very upset. They're just like, who the fuck are these two, three fucking idiots? It's like my son's amazing. I gotta look it up now because I feel like he did Independence Day, which would... wait a minute, hold on. If he he did great things, then one, I love that one movie. or two. There's a difference. Oh, no. it, two doesn't even exist. Oh, no, anymore. sorry. Exactly. I was thinking of The Day After Tomorrow. Which is also, like, yeah. yeah, no, he, he, yeah. I feel like that movie gets a lot of shit, too. Is that rotten? That's probably rotten. It probably is, right? Yeah, he did Day After Tomorrow, Spy Who Shagged Me, Godzilla, The Patriot, 10,000 BC. The Patriot? A bunch of stuff you've never heard of. 10,000 BC, I know yeah. that. Ugh. Yeah, his name's U- U- Uli Steger, uh, U-E-L-I... S T E I G E R. I. That's a rough name. Yeah. Uh, That's sorry. Some st- slav shit, maybe. I don't know. I, I I really do like the first one. I like all three are so good, but the first one definitely did start the whole franchise. Well, yeah, of course it's the first one. Of course it started. Shut the whole up. Franchise. Well, like no, but no, no, no. But like to like spin off of that, what Terrence said is like w- this wasn't a this wasn't a SNL bit of Mike no, Myers. No, right? this, this is, is original mo- thought. Yeah, this was a movie. Okay. It wasn't like Wayne's World. It wasn't Wayne's World. Which right. I wasn't both sure. Of those. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Wayne's World 2? Because I'm going to watch that soon. Uh, I, know I, I know I have seen Wayne's World 2, but I don't recall it. Because I never saw that one. I, I I'm due a rewatch. And I know that one is 3.0 on Letterboxd. It's 61 on Rotten Tomatoes. When I, when I was in LA, there was a pop-up bar called Electric Pussycat. <laughs> and I did not know. So it, last time I saw Austin Powers prior to this was... 2013 like oh February, wow. yeah february 2013 i checked my letterbox logs i watched all three of them and re-watching austin powers this week all of them i saw that one the bar was named electric pussycat that he first goes to so i'm like oh it makes sense but two structurally and design wise they looked almost the same really really yeah, that's pretty impressive Which, actually i wish i knew going to it because i would have appreciated it even more even though i already appreciate austin powers quite a lot that was like looking, watching the movie, rewatching the movie, and being like, "Wow, Electric Pussycat looks like that in the movie and in real life." But the pop-up bar fucking sucked, <laughs> really. And let me tell you why. Go ahead. So this is uh, the pop-up bar has been around for a while. 
you know Brandon Wardell, who who does yeah, but still, and he's big on Twitter. Uh, I've heard the name. Before, he has like yeah. over six hundred thousand followers. Anyways, okay. Brandon Wardell frequents there, and uh, so that's how my friend found out about Electric Pussycat. And so we went there when I was in LA in January. I get there, I found out they not only fired Austin Powers, their Austin Powers impersonator, but they also fired their Mini-Me impersonator. Oh my god. They had so... two impersonators. It was Austin Powers and Mini-Me. Why did they... I don't fucking know. So they had no impersonators. They had no impersonators. They had both So it was the... a bar. Yeah. So it was pretty <laughs> much a bar that you would think, oh, okay, well, they fired their Austin Powers impersonator... And they fired their mini-me impersonator. At least they're going to have 60s, 70s music, right? And you would think so. Wrong! So we got there. They played 60s, 70s music for about 30 minutes. And then after that, turned into all modern shit. Which, if it was anywhere else, I would not care at all. But, but I'm going to an Austin yeah. Powers-themed bar say, that yeah. already does not have Austin Powers or mini-me. Or they didn't even have freaking Dr. Evil to begin with. I was going to say, it better be disco, and if it's not disco, it's a fucking disappointment. Well, yeah, what's the fucking point then? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, there was no fucking point to be there. And the drinks were all overpriced. They were like... Well, you you kind of have to expect that. It's like a a pop-up bar. But $15 for a well drink. Oh my god. Well, you were in California, right? Dude, the liquor's cheaper in California. I was going to say, listen, we live in New York. Drinks here are fucking absurd. I mean, yeah, that's true, that's true. Okay, dude, I pay, for instance... $40 $40 for a handle of Captain Morgan here in LA. I paid 20 bucks. What? Really? Yeah. You know where you need to go? Puerto Rico. It's like $10. Yeah. Well, it's Puerto Rico. <laughs> they give it yeah. to you for free well, if yeah. you like rebuild some of their infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, got, I got it for so cheap there. So $15 for a well drink. I bought nothing when I was there. I literally, I went into the bathroom every time I wanted a drink and I went into the stall and then... I pulled out my flask. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I don't know where this story is going. I was getting nervous. But I, I gotta, thought I, it was leading to blowjobs for drinks. I actually thought you were going to think I was going to say drinking out the toilet, but no. No blowjobs for drinks. No drinking out of the toilet. Just drinking out. Well, it's also disappointing because if you're at an Austin Powers bar and there was no shagging, what's the point? That's true. It's not illegal in LA? I did not shag in LA. Oh. Unfortunately. Oh. No. There, there was a... Uh, Very ungroovy. It was ungroovy. There was a cool Hapa chick that I tried to shag, but it did not go too Hafu. well. Hafu. What does that mean? Hapa. It's Hafu. Hafu? I've heard Hapa. I've, it's Hafu. Oh, that's a half Asian, half white girl. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't have to be white. It's just half Asian, half any other race. Oh, I've, I've always... Um, whatever. I thought it was always half white, half Asian. Anyway, she seemed like really into me and flirty, and um, I tried to go after her when we were... In this, like, mansion, my friend's friend's mansion we went back to. Was oh. Eddie Murphy there? Your no. friend's friend's mansion. No, <laughs> it had, dude, it had secret passages and shit. No, Yo! I, I swear to fucking right, God. that's kind of dope. It was oh, good. that's fucking cool! <laughs> like dude, it, it was quite cool. I was, like, really drunk when we got there and stuff. Oh, that's um, so cool. And, like, she hit me up. Like, <laughs> I just, I, like, I, I love, like, the idea of just, like... Hey, James, this is my friend's friend's mansion. <laughs> like, explore the corridors at your will. Yeah, my friend I was staying with had a two-bedroom Pasadena where I slept on the fucking couch <laughs> for two weeks. No, so nowhere near the status of the mansion. No, not at all. It was, it was still nice, though. But, you know, it's funny. Being in Pasadena, I ate at Whole Foods a lot more than you would have expected. Do you have an Amazon Prime account? Well, yeah. All right, but the Whole Foods in Pasadena... Has this like amazing food court? Yeah, when really? I uh, when I went to Boston last year, 
for my cousin's bachelor party. Uh, there was a Whole Foods near our hotel, and they had like a food court and everything. They had like a dude. The Whole Foods by us here sucks. <laughs> I, I think the Forty Second Street one by Bryant Park is good. I haven't checked it out. It's but better. I know that one's pretty. According big, to Deji, it is immensely better. I believe it. All the Whole Foods I've been in New York suck, but the Whole Foods there was so good. I literally ate there like three nights, three yeah. four nights. Really? Yeah, because really? it, it was that good. Yeah, their food is actually decent. They yeah. like well, like hot bar and shit. Yeah, I I, yeah. I had the sandwich bar. It was like make your own sandwich and uh-huh. shit. Yeah, it was so good that I ate there like three four nights. Because there's night. only like I think there's there's one Whole Foods on Long Island. I love how in Austin Powers one. They do a riff on Ajab and call him Random Tash. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Who throws a shoe? He throws a shoe <laughs> instead of a hat. But what I don't love is the actor that plays Random Task raped a woman on Christmas Eve in 1990. Like in real life? Yeah, in real really? Life. Oh shit, really? Yeah. Is he in jail? I think. I was going through the letterbox reviews of my friends, and one of them linked a link from Pot from Cometown where they talk about this on there. Ran, the actor that played Random Task raped a woman on Christmas Eve in 1990. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Yeah. Which is so fucking random. Like, it's terrible. They, but I that's, mean, like, really random. Like, of all the people... And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he had a single line of dialogue in that movie, right? No, so he didn't speak at all. Who knows yeah. if he even speaks any English He does. Whatsoever. He speaks perfect he English. I, I saw him being interviewed by the FBI or whoever. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's online. That's it's, really weird. It's fucked. Also, too, who rapes someone on Christmas Eve? Right? That's, like, the worst like, present. It's Welcome already bad enough you're a fucking rapist, but, like, to go out and be like, oh, well, it's Christmas Eve, I'm gonna get a present to myself and I'm gonna rape someone, like, that, you're giving them the worst gift possible. That's not even a gift. That's, that, like, that's, that's like an anti-gift. You're giving them the worst anti-gift Yeah, I mean, you're, you're pretty much wait, giving wait, them wait, PTSD he did that, for life. He so. did that in 1990, right? Yeah. Uh, wait, 1990? Yeah, 1990. Yeah, that was before the movie. Okay, this, the first movie came out in 97. I know! So, he's not in jail. <laughs> no, but I didn't, I don't remember because I was watching it drunk last night, but I think... I feel like I think I remember them saying that it happened, that they caught him, like, after the movie. Holy shit. So, like, he got Oh, so from... he went undiscovered. Yeah, and then I think, they I think he went about it. 10 years with it. Cause, uh, no, <laughs> yeah, he definitely did, because I remember him saying, uh, when he's being interrogated, that he's like, oh, did you see the movie Austin Powers? I played Random <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> he's Christ. He's trying to use it as, like, a get-out-of-jail yeah. card. Did you guys see also... I could, you know, I know Mike Myers. <laughs> I can throw a shoe. <laughs> did you did you see Austin Powers International Man of Mystery? Well, yeah, I played random tasks. I had no job. lines. The, the odd job parody. <laughs> and that I threw a shoe at Austin Powers. You can't put me in jail for rape. You know, it'd be awesome if like he was caught because of the movie. Like oh my the god, girl, that fucking rule. Like the girl who he yeah. raped saw the movie and was like. That's the motherfucker Dude, who raped me. It had me. DNA on him and 100 percent proof. When they showed him, when she, when they showed the girl pictures of people, they're like, "That's him, 100 percent." Yeah, the fuck. I amazing. wouldn't. You honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. That's how it happens a lot. That's crazy. Like just random character actor. It's like, hey, do you want to go see this movie this weekend? Yeah, Chelsea. Of course, I want to do. What's it called? Austin Powers. Oh, that sounds so much fun. This motherfucker <laughs> raped me, <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea, he raped me. Jesus. Do you know that guy that I told you that raped me? That's him. Call the police. Listen, rape is not a joke. It's an awful, hateful crime. At the same time, this scenario, 
inherently funny. Look, the only people that should be legal to rape are Hitler and Osama bin Laden. Okay. And they're both dead, so you should not be legal to rape anyone. Oh, like, you, can, you mean you can rape them, like, in hell? Like, Satan can rape them? I mean, yeah, but I meant, like... If they were alive still, you should legally be allowed to rape them, oh, like but you only them. Why? Why would them. I want to do that? There's nothing bad about saying that you should be able to rape Hitler. Listen. Hitler's an awful <laughs> person, man. Hitler is an awful person. Osama bin Laden is an and you should awful be, person. You should Saddam Hussein be allowed to rape them if, they're, if they were alive. I mean, listen, I personally would not, but if that's a right Neither that we want to give to I, the public, I mean, I... When I you know. commit such heinous crimes as... Hitler or Saddam Hussein, you should be subject to public rape. That's all. Terrence, what do you, what do you, what do you think? So uh, this is the Austin Powers podcast where we talk about raping Hitler. <laughs> I mean, it's topical. How is it topical? <laughs> I just wanted to have... I Terrence, to... Hitler is always relevant. We have to remember. We have to remember. I just, I just wanted to have a few good drinks and talk about Austin Powers because those movies are really nice. Do you need a refill on your, uh, your whiskey, Matt? Uh, I think I'm good. I have a, I have this white claw. So I think one of the things I really love about Austin Powers a lot, it's very similar. I, I feel like a new age 90s answer to like Airplane and the Naked Gun and like Peter yeah. Sellers and like yeah. Pink yeah. Panther and stuff. Okay. And it was like the logical evolution of these films and then nothing else came uh, after. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Like I there, mean, there's been nothing since the Austin Powers movies that feels like it's in that line of evolution. No, absolutely not. I completely agree. I mean, when you're going from Naked Gun, which is obviously a right, classic. What do you guys think of The Hangover, though? Well, that doesn't have anything to do with this, so. Uh, from this point of comedy, I mean, you went from, you know, Naked Gun um, in, like, what, the late 80s yeah, to early, to early 90s, whatever. Airplane and Naked in. Gun were both in the 80s. Right. I think it was the same director, too. Right. So then you, you progress into Austin Powers, and then after there, you have just a complete lack of of this kind of genre and this kind of, like, comedy at this level. I mean, there's nothing really else that's kind of filled the void after after Goldmember. I mean, I would say it was... Goldmember came out in, what, 2002? Yeah, 2002. 2002, yeah. That was when I feel like comedy started to change from what it used to be back in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And it started... As the new millennium came, as a new... You know, people were starting to get older. More stuff was evolving and changing. You know, all these movies were coming out with different stuff, with CG and all that shit. I feel like there was a new era of comedy coming up. Because you had all the Adam Sandler movies that were in the 90s as well. It's not similar to Austin Powers, but it was a different kind. And I feel like in the early 2000s, it started to waver more towards that side of comedy. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... I mean, it definitely did. Definitely the early 2000s was more of the family comedy more of yeah more of like hey i'm gonna get my kids my wife together we're gonna go to the movies on a friday night we're gonna movie. have some fun see this but new we're gonna laugh Murphy. at at family because but, but also, the, the airplane naked gun they were like they're pretty family friendly from what i remember right more so than, i mean so the thing family is friendly like, for the uh, 80s yeah right yeah, that's, that's, that, that's exactly what i was but like compa- if you're gonna compare it to adam sandler Family. If we're gonna say Adam Sandler's family friendly, then those would be just as well, family friendly. Right? Adam Sandler I, movies did change from family friendly from the '90s family friendly to the early 2000s. Well, I'm still talking family. about that yeah. '90s. Yeah, because I mean, okay, well, here's the thing: we're talking about Adam Sandler, which is like slightly off topic from Mike Myers, but well, to get in the same kind of realm, right? Yeah. For one thing that I did want to bring up, because around the same time, because once once Austin Powers came out, like 
you know, Mike, Mike, my people knew who he was from SNL and everything. Right. But Austin Powers definitely did put him everywhere. Yeah. And especially what came after that, which I think also defined not only comedy movies in general, but I think animated movies with when he was in Shrek. Oh yeah, I mean because when he was yeah, yeah, we're gonna go from Austin Powers to Shrek. I mean that changed the playing field because for for comedy in the animated space. I feel like Shrek is like because it's an animated movie and you could you know live action animated it's whatever. But I feel like Shrek is like the missing link between the Austin Powers movies going into early two thousands comedy movies because Shrek the first one anyway had that. It was family friendly, but it was also it could also be adult because there was also you know a lot of sexual humor in that movie, yeah. a lot of alcohol. I mean, humor. I think that's a that's a lot of the kind of timeline of comedy as far as animation goes in that time period. Yeah, because you're going from I mean, think about it at the same time that you're talking about Shrek, you know, uh, all the cartoons from the '90s that I love. Ren and Stimpy. Oh yeah, those are Rocko's disgusting. Modern movie. Life. Like these, these shows are appalling. Like, and like you, to I show imagine them... how some of these, none of these cartoons would be able to be. That's why I was legitimately surprised when Rocco was getting a Netflix movie. Yeah, Dude, that's coming out soon, right? Very yeah. soon. Also, yeah. Invaders. In, yeah, which I'm yeah, fucking hyped. So and now it's on Netflix. It's not on public TV, so they can right. get away with a lot more. Oh yeah, stuff. they can do a is lot Nickel- more. But is Nickelodeon still policing them? Or? Yeah. So I think that it um, it's kind of like a co-production <clears throat> between Netflix and, and Nickelodeon. Yeah. So they're not gonna get away. I mean, you're never gonna hear Invader Zim or Rocco say fuck. But I mean, no. no but but PG thirteen pretty much. With, maybe without with, one fuck. With <laughs> on well, see the thing is with on Netflix, they can literally just do what they did. In Rocco's modern life, yeah, because you can't, you can't do that anymore. You can't do that anymore. No, yeah, I which mean, like, I think is totally stupid. I used to watch Ren and Stimpy with my dad. I mean, and Ren and Stimpy is pretty fucking nuts. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy is absolutely absurd. I I remember watching. I mean, my, my my dad was pretty liberal in the sense of what he let me watch, and 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 I was lucky for a sense because same. a lot of a lot of kids my gener- our generation right. They weren't exposed to the likes of Ren and Stimpy and and South Park and Family Guy and yeah. Futurama and well, the all thing, these shows. Uh, just like a quick tangent, the thing about me is like a lot of older cousins. On my mom's side, I was the youngest. Mm-hmm. All of my cousins were like five to almost ten years older than me, so they already watched all this shit. And my parents were very they were very loose with it. Like, yeah, you know, as long as he doesn't, you know, repeat what he sees, I don't really care what he watches. You know that it's. As long as it's not like adult content. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I only had one cool older cousin, and that was Matt. And <laughs> my other older cousin, uh, Neil, is fucking. Um, <laughs> dude, I remember once he told. This was like when we were a lot younger. He told me he was like he didn't like music. What like in general? Yeah, like he didn't like music. He did. He he said he liked the Beach Boys and nothing else. He just he was like I'm not a fan of music. That's that is uh, sociopathy. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> is. Although I must say, if you're gonna like one thing. And you choose the Beach Boys, it's pretty good choice. I mean, but the Beach Boys it's still are great. So sociopathic. Like Pet Sounds is like top ten albums of all time for me. Right. Music is what makes yeah. a human yeah. a human. I yeah. mean, yeah. If if I didn't have like music or a playlist to listen to every day, I would definitely be yeah. more depressed than I already am. Yeah, I think Doctor Evil's outfit would look really fresh. With a pair of Yeezys, honestly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I was thinking that when I was watching it yesterday. I'm like, you know like, what? which ones? 
honestly, any of like the white ones. I think um, I don't like the salts personally, but I think like the salts, the five. Scotty, salts wait online for fourteen hours and get me these. <laughs> Scotty, wait online for fourteen hours to get me these shoes. If you want my love, Scotty, I need these three fifty all triple whites. Okay, Scotty. Three hundred and fifty dollars. No, 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 that's, no, that's, no, that's what they're called. Yeah. They're called Yeezy three fifty. They're two hundred and twenty dollars. So. Jesus, but there are some pairs that are like three hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> we can we could get into a whole rant about yesterday. Us getting we don't want to talk about Yeezy Day. Well, we're, we're not going to get into that. I can get like two sex toys with that. <laughs> All right. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> did you know 30 to 40% of the film was improvised? 30 to 40% oh, of the first I, one? Uh, or yeah, like first all of them? I truly... Uh, second, I, uh, first one, first one. Well, with Mike Myers, I definitely... I mean, I definitely that. believe that. Especially yeah. with with SNL under his belt. I mean, and yeah. Wayne's World. Like, already have do, having done... Wayne's World one and two at the point of Austin Powers one. He's a comedian. That's what. Yeah, I mean, like improv comedian. is his. But like, is that his, much is like impressive. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a high number. Well, it's, it's like number. speaking of Wayne's World, which connects into Austin Powers a lot. I love the use of product placement that Mike Myers puts into his <laughs> scripts. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was in Wayne's World, but I remember it being fucking great. And well, it I, was in. Uh, I think it was in either the second one. Uh, or Austin the, Powers. Yeah, the first yeah the Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. dude, that's so funny. <laughs> that, was like, so good. that was awesome on the on the uh, I think on the Seattle Space Needle. Yeah, right. Yeah, Starbucks across the top. See, I think that's the way to do um, product placement. I know in Bad Boys Two they did a really funny one too. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. Where they like like smash through like a Pepsi truck or something like that. I don't remember. Or maybe it was Transformers. I don't know. I think it was maybe both. Well, it's like in good, uh, in Goldmember, there was someone <clears throat> that was uh, when they were in like Japan. There was someone dressed up as a Charmander. Yeah, I saw that. And, and remember how they were saying it's like, oh, it's not Godzilla because we can't get the <laughs> license, but pretend yeah. it's Godzilla and Fury. Uh, so, dude, the way they do product placements in this is so fucking good. I think that's just so genius how they wove it in there and i think that's such a good thing for comedy to like actually take product placement yeah. and like use it to your advantage and you get funny for well, that because i'm like totally against any kind of shilling like that in a movie if it's blatant but if you can make it work and it hits the jokes yeah. and you're making money off i was of gonna it, say if you can genius, make it work genius yeah if you can make it work and you can make it funny it's like go for it yeah like the thing about awesome powers that made it funny is because they were they made it in the way that they were addressing the audience like yeah we're doing product placement but we're trying to make it funny. Yeah, and we we know we know we're doing that. Yeah, that's why it works. It's self aware. Yeah. Like it was super self aware in Wayne's World. Like that's the thing that I liked about most of uh, the moments in Austin Powers, all three movies, where they have where they pretty much break the fourth wall. Yeah. And it's like my favorite uh, my favorite one of that is in the second movie where uh, they're explaining the time travel system. And it's like just go with it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like Basil just addressed the audience. He pretty much says just go with it. It's a movie. Well, they were, I, so I was watching the commentary for that last night and this morning, and they were saying in it how they were like, they didn't know what to do with it, and they were like, oh, well, we're just going to have Basil tell the audience to just go with it. I mean, like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's a sense. comedy. Like, yeah, it's, you know, if it's an intricate like, sci-fi thriller or something like that, yeah, it has to make sense. But yeah. when it's a comedy, who fucking cares? If you're a person that complains about the logistics of time travel in an Austin Powers movie, I never want to meet you. I think you're a fucking loser, <laughs> probably a virgin, and um, I don't know. I'm, drink bleach. I'm not going to tell drink you to kill bleach. yourself or drink bleach, but... These are what um, the Tide Pods are for. But uh, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> so, to kind of touch on that and like not to, not to, I don't want to talk about Marvel movies too much, 
But Endgame. Uh, Endgame did a very similar thing with the time travel, yeah. where they were kind of trying to explain it in the terms of Back to the Future, and they were kind of like, listen, 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 those movies are fucking bullshit. It, don't worry about it. Yeah. And like to an extent, like that's what this that's what this movie is doing, and I think it works better if you acknowledge the fact that time travel is an absurdity. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched Endgame because um, I, I don't like Marvel, and I'm not going to get into this. Anyone that's watching that's that's a fan of bad film tweets knows I hate Marvel, obviously. But I think for something that's more s- serious uh, like that, you would have to elaborate more. But for awesome powers, it fucking works. Yeah, totally works. Yeah. Craig said Bond got super serious with his uh, entries into the franchise because, to quote, we had to destroy the myth because Mike Myers fucked us, making it, <laughs> quote unquote, impossible to do gag. I mean, yeah, that's totally true. I don't think it, they should have been fucked from that. No, I mean, I think if we're talking about like James Bond and 007 and stuff, yeah, as soon as kind of... Uh, well, I mean, at the time of, of of Austin Powers, I mean, who was James Bond? It's probably Pierce Bronson, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and like I think at that point, and I don't know if that directly correlates to Austin Powers, they were taking it more serious to begin with, anyway. Yeah, I feel like though, if I was them, I would have just ignored it. I would just yeah. oh, me too. If I, I just if I was in, in charge of making James Bond, I would have just been like, all right, thinking to myself, Austin Powers does not exist, and just like kept it, on it's making. It's just movie. that yeah. it was such a cultural phenomenon. Oh yeah, like, of course it was. There was everything. Don't forget, there was a Game Boy Color game. Oh, uh, that's awesome actually power. my next point. <laughs> Literally, the next thing I have up here is the Game Boy Color game. Yeah, that's insane. And I watched twenty seconds of a let's play of it, and my god, that was one of the worst looking games. Uh, well, it's it's. I a, was gonna say how I, terrible was it's it? It's a license game. Did you have you seen gameplay of it? Yes, I've seen it, bro. E. T. That's all you have to say. Oh, okay, ET. well that well, no. we're not talking about E. T. <laughs> that's a different level, but dude. This is, look... It's very boring. Oh, I mean, it's definitely boring. The enemies in the game are, like, a soccer ball, a garbage can. Like, he's shooting a soccer ball and a garbage can. Those are two enemies I saw within the 20 seconds. Wait a minute. I think we're talking about two different games. There's two different ones. Yeah. Yeah. One with Dr. Evil. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the the first one. No, I'm talking about the Dr. Evil one. There are two different? Yeah. 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 Both on Game Boy Color. Oh, no. Wait, the Doctor Evil one's even worse. Oh, it's it, you don't do anything. It's so fucking boring, dude. Do you know who developed it? Rockstar. What? Yep. Get the fuck. Holy At least the first shit. one. I don't know about the Doctor Evil one, but the Probably first one. Not the Doctor Evil one, but wow. I'm assuming they did the fucking second one too. Yeah. What? Rockstar developed it, dude. It looks wow. like the biggest piece of shit. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Licensed games are usually shit, but like Rockstar. I don't even like Rockstar personally, but like. To look that bad, come on. Oh, well, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Did you know uh, Mike Myers was had a porn history? Had a porn history? Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like I remember hearing It wasn't this somewhere. movie? No, no, like, he actually was in pornos. Really? I, I tried to look it up. I typed in Mike Myers pornos, and all I could find was Michael Myers porn parodies, like, from <laughs> Halloween. And I said in my group chat, I'm like, <laughs> I can't find it. They're like, oh, no, his name's Michael Myers, not Michael Myers. I'm like, yeah, I know. I typed in Mike Myers. All I could find was Michael Myers porn. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if it was true or not because nothing was coming up. And I was listening to the commentary for The Spy Who Shagged Me. And then Mike Myers, like, briefly mentions that he had porn history. He's like, but it's, it's, it's kind of boring, so don't even look at it. So I was like, it was like him coping. Oh, shit. Well, you also... 
he also could have easily gone under another pseudonym. Oh yeah. And but like it, still, this day and age, like I feel like if I type in Mike that Myers is also porn, true, it should come up. That that is true, but you also have to remember he could have done that back in like the late eighties. Yeah. And it might be on like a select few VHS tapes. <laughs> and he could have true. easily caught all those. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean like never all... never forget. Nintendo actively bought the Mario Brother porn parody just so they could buy all the tapes and destroy everything. All I'm saying is that I put a lot of work into this first episode of the podcast, and I really wanted to watch the Mike Myers porno so I could discuss it properly, uh, talk yeah. about his cock, his erection, all I don't, that shit, I don't and think, I'm not able to. I don't think I want to talk about Mike Myers' cock. I, I think we need to talk about Mike Myers' cock. I think, for the sake to. of the podcast, talking about Mike Myers' mini-me... <laughs> Is overtly important. It's. I think it's very important. <laughs> you know what? It's funny though because I, I mean, we think about it, right? Like back in the late '80s, early '90s, when 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 VHSs were still out and everything wasn't available because there was no fucking internet, right? You could literally, as an actor and actress, to break through, you could do whatever the fuck you yeah, want. Sure. You could do anything. I mean, apparently, Jackie Chan did. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Did. Apparently, Sandra Jackie's... Bullock did. What? What? Yeah. yeah. I have heard that Sandra Bullock right, fuck this. has done. Doug, look, porn. the computer's right there. Let's go right now. <laughs> I heard that that I I heard that Sandra Bullock did porn prior to her first acting career. I don't know if that's conjecture. I don't know how true that is, but I have heard it. And Sandra Bullock, if you're listening, I'm sure you're not. I'm I'm so sorry, but also too, I really don't like you. So go fuck yourself. Wow. I don't like her either. Rude. She's awful, man. Yeah. She I is. Haven't, I haven't oh, seen a lot of her movies in a while, but. She's not great. Person, I don't know. All right. Well, here we are, forty-seven minutes in. Time to start talking about the spy who shagged me. Yeah, we probably should, right? <laughs> when they did the opening, Jay Roach, the director, yep. did thirteen takes and then told Mike Myers to take over because his wife was in labor. Jesus. Jay Roach's yeah. wife. Was yeah, in labor. yeah. Jay Roach's wife, director, was in labor wow. and told Mike to take over, and so Mike did some takes, and then of course they ended up using. The thirteenth take, the last one that Jay <laughs> really? wrote. So yeah, okay. So I thought that, that was something they said in the commentary, and um, I think that was in the commentary. I might have read an article. I thought it was in the commentary. I was gonna say because it's all blended together at this point. <laughs> for um, for the first Austin Powers movie, I believe Mike Myers has the only writing credit, and then from the Spy Who Shot yes. Me into Gold yeah, Memory, yeah, yeah, Mike Myers yeah. as well as. Um, I'm, I don't I apologize yeah. to the to the writer. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Austin Pussy <laughs> was uh, the name they wanted for Austin Powers too. Ended up ended up uh, you know the executive rejected it. Uh, I mean yeah. And, and then they that's how you get an R rating. Yeah. So they want well because they had because Octo Pussy. Yeah, that's fair. That is true. So they wanted to do Austin. Wait, was Pussy. was Goldmember PG thirteen? think so i'm pretty sure because i think i, I remember know. i'm pretty sure there's like a deleted scene in gold because there's like a scene where uh dr evil and minimi are doing their it's a hard life rap mm-hmm. and they're amazing they're clear it's keen oh no it's, so it's beautiful it's, it's, so it's so absolutely good. amazing but there's a scene where you literally see naked women just like shaking their ass and tits around what yeah like they're naked and they're they're uh i've never seen a tit in my life so that. or an ass in my life so <laughs> i'd be very excited to see this but like they're I've all, never been able to jerk off before because I've never seen any tits. Anyway, <laughs> they're all blurred out. But I believe in like there's a DVD. They're all blurred out. Their their tits and ass are. Oh okay. But I believe in the DVD cut. They're not can, blurred out. Yeah, they're not. Really? Because I think um, unrated. 
uh, when Doctor Evil's rapping, he also says like you know curse words. Like he drops an f bomb, and like, yeah, that's definitely bleeped. It's in the bleeped. theatrical yeah, version. Yeah, I for think sure. in the DVD version he, you hear it. Yeah, because because I I remember as a kid, my friend, my friend and I were like huge Awesome Powers fans. Mm. His dad, yeah, had, baby, yeah. <laughs> his dad had all the DVDs, and we would joke that he kind of looked like Doctor Evil. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> was he bald? Yeah. Did he have oh, the scar? Okay. That's no. awesome. <laughs> they had all the the Awesome Power DVDs, and I think I remember watching it with my friend because my friend was like, "Dude, you can see boobies in this DVD." I'm like, "What? I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I might be wrong, and it's probably on. It's probably somewhere, but I I remember. I, mean, I definitely believe that because I know I know for a fact in the theatrical version that they bleeped out they certain things to. that they said yeah. in that rap. Because I'm almost positive that he, Mike Myers, Dr. Evil, used the N-word. Yeah, he does. Oh, he 100% does. does. Yeah. And it's bleeped out in the theatrical version, and it probably is put back in in the DVD release, yeah, I, I, I have rem- to guess. I remember that, too. Uh, I think it's specifically in the rap. Yes. He said, like, it's like the first line is, like, domino. Yeah. And then, it's yeah. It's like, the, 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 yes. The, yes. Domino, N-word. Yeah. It's purposely bleeped or skipped, which, I mean, of course well, it is. Well, because then it would have to be rated R. Oh, yeah. I love how Austin Pussy was the name of... The film within Austin Powers Three with Spielberg directing. Yes, I thought that was that was a great way to bring it back. Oh, that was, was great. Really funny. It's funny that they have. I always think it's hilarious how they have Vanessa be a fun bot out of nowhere, and it makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it makes no sense for the reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the reason yeah. that we all know. Yeah. yeah, I think the most important thing to discuss about that: every Bond girl has aged like wine. Yes. All of them. I don't remember the name. If you're about to talk some smack about Elizabeth Hurley. So Elizabeth Hurley (laughs) aged like wine. Yes. Oh, fuck. Why am I forgetting her name right now? Come on. You could do it. I I, believe in you. Heather Graham. Yes, Heather Heather Graham. Graham. Good job. I was like, there's no reason I should forget Heather Graham's name. I've seen so many movies with her, and she's a favorite actress. She is amazing. Heather Graham aged like fucking wine. Beyonce aged like wine, but she was 21 gold. Yeah. Dude, she was Stop. Yeah, yeah, no, she's serious. Yep, I did yeah. the math last night when I was drunk. She was 21 when Golden Member came out. <laughs> Yo, I did not know that. Yeah. I assumed she was in. She looks. I assumed she was in her early 30s, no, if no, I'm going to be honest. No, Beyonce's not that old, honestly. Yeah. I mean, she listen. She was 21 when she made Golden Member, dude. Listen, we can all concede that Jay Z is a very lucky man. Yeah. Jay Z is a rich, talented, unattractive man with a very beautiful. hundred percent. Jay Z. I've also heard he's very nice. Who's I also cheated heard, on his wife. Yes. He also Tragic. has cheated on his wife. And like who cheats on Beyonce? Jay Z kind of looks like like your best black friend's old aunt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, Jay Z's like in his. He's fifty now, isn't he? He's getting up there. And, like, I mean, I know... Uh, time is going too fast! I know he's rich. I know he's a billion-dollar rapper, baby, man. He's killing it. He's killing the game. But, like, does... He had his own fucking does, train. Does he deserve Beyonce? I, I don't know. I don't he know. Had the mon- he had the money for it, but Beyonce can, like, get any guy she She's wants. Beyonce, she can get any guy in this room. Yeah. I mean, she can uh, get any of the. Bad that, that's that's not really she, saying she much. Jimbo, she can get any of the bad film cast. Jimbo, that's not hard to do. Yeah, Beyonce can get anybody. You you put a bow on this mic and I'll start fucking it. Wait, what? <laughs> Anyways, in the bonus content, Terrence fucks this mic. I really like Jerry Springer being a big part. <laughs> yeah. <of Austin> Powers. <laughs> 
That was an interesting choice, man, and like, but like a good fucking choice. Yeah, that was a great. very good, interesting very good. choice. I love all the fucking people that you see. The, the one dad, the one kid's dad, is like a Ku Klux member. One yeah, kid's dad yeah, is yeah. a Nazi. Doctor Evil's like, I got your hood. And Doctor Evil just goes fucking at him. And then Jerry Springer was the one who said the idea to them. He's like, I want to fight Doctor Evil. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, so he it was his intention to fucking fight Mike Myers on set. That's great. That's awesome. That's great. I love that bit so much. And I love how they bring it in the ending credits with uh, him and his mom, whoever, I don't know her name. But Oh, Frau. Yeah, Frau. Yeah. yeah. That's, such a, that's such a great bit. I think Mini-Me, though, is the fucking highlight of everything. Oh, or, yeah. God, R- God rest his soul. I know. R.I.P. I forgot that he died yeah. until I was reading the fucking wiki. I didn't even realize he killed himself. Yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah. 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 Oh, jeez. That's Which so- is, like, unfortunate because... That's, that's so upsetting. Uh, such a shame, man. What was he? He was on like um, he was on like the Real World or something. Do you really? remember that? He was yeah. on something I, like I Celebrity. I the Real World. No, not not. I don't know if it was the, sort of the Real World, but it was like Celebrity something. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Fucking uh, Vernon. It's yeah. so weird though, knowing that Mini Me wasn't in the first movie. Like he's such a big part of Austin oh, Powers. No. But he wasn't in the that's, first. Movie. That's part of the reason why the second movie is so much more memorable. No, yeah, I think. Him being in the second movie was amazing. All of his bits in Goldmember are amazing. Yeah. The introduction of Mini-Me, particularly in the second one, is so good because, like, it plays off Scott so well. Yeah, it I love how he doesn't talk either. Yeah, just, like, continuously deteriorating the character of Scott. And just, like, dumb shit where it's like, (laughs) oh, Scott, would you like some chocolate? And and Dr. Evil passes the chocolate over Scott, and then Mini-Me just fucking rampages over there. The chemistry between him and Scotty, like fighting over the yeah. table, that was so Yo, Seth, like just just the just the acknowledgement right now of Seth Green, man. He was so good. And like I mean Seth Green's been around for a long time, but yeah. like this movie put him this on This was that. a triumph for him. Yeah. yeah this movie definitely. It's put kind him of a shame that. that he's done like nothing since except for like Robot Chicken. Granted, he's a big part of that, but yeah, I mean, co-creator. I, but, I like, also he's heard like there done was nothing like, like acting wise. I also heard there was something going on uh, a few right? years back in Robot Chicken so. that they were kind of uh, abusing their employers or something. Dude, I'm so impressed by how Michael Myers in the second one played three characters, and then in Goldmember played fucking four, four, four characters. Fucking four I know. characters. Dude, I didn't realize Fat Faster was in that one until I was rewatching. I was like, yeah, Holy yeah, shit. I kind of forgot. To be he was in the sumo wrestling. Dude, yes. He, that's so impressive from Mike Myers to yeah. be able to perform all four characters flawlessly. I mean, Fat Bastard is basically just a more vulgar Shrek. I Proto guess Shrek. that's a, yeah, that's, Shrek? that's a good Yeah, analogy, but Shrek wasn't out of the time. No, 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 no. Fat, Fat like, Bastard came first, but he is yeah, basically yeah. a more Proto- vulgar like, Shrek. Yeah, Fat, Fat Bastard is like the, the, the roadway into Shrek, which is kind of interesting and like okay it's funny that you mention um um mike myers doing multiple characters especially like four in gold member yeah because in shrek eddie murphy was donkey and eddie murphy in like pretty much all of his movies um dr doolittle yeah and um you know he played like what four five six characters yeah in some of his movies it's just like it's it's impressive all around 
to be able to do that many characters in, in, in one film. Have you noticed that Austin Powers, like the franchise as a whole, it's the only time the word frickin' has ever been funny, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> speaking of frickin', I also noticed in, in Spy of Shagme, Dr. Evil at one point uses the phrase, I'm gonna vom. And yeah. I'm gonna vom. Yeah. I'm gonna vom. And I think that might be the first gonna use wheeze. of the term, I'm gonna vom. Yeah, because I say that all the time now, and like... It's like when he yeah. was uh, working on the chair, and the chair's going up and down, it's like, the power of Christ ah, compels you. Yeah. Dude, that the bit, power that bit with the chair, they, they had two cameras on that, and it was like working way out of proportion for what they actually wanted yeah. for that. That was a great scene, and yes, that's the same, same exact scene, that's where he says, I need a priest! Mom. Yeah. I think Terrence can relate to this a lot. When... Heather Graham flashes her tits to distract the guards, and the guards like, "Mommy!" <laughs> then falls into the lava. Yeah. I felt that. Yeah, that, like that I bad. feel like you. That's like I, would, I. I felt that, and I watched it. And I'm like, this is so Terrence. I would fall into the lava for Heather Graham. <laughs> it was so Terrence on a personal level, like. <laughs> Of any character in all of cinema, that guard is the most I think Terrence could relate to. <laughs> Did you know they took um, they took footage from Apollo thirteen from when they had blasting off into space when they were in the rocket? Yeah, really? Yeah, Jesus Christ! Like <laughs> it's obvious they used Independence Day footage when they attacked. Yeah, when they the White, House. The White House. Yeah, <laughs> but they. <laughs> I, I found out in I've never seen Apollo thirteen. I was watching the commentary for Spy Who Shagged Me, and they're like. Yeah, we use uh, footage from Apollo 13, and a lot of the people in the audience knew, like, me having never watched Apollo 13 ever, I mean, never realized that that's where that was from. I didn't notice that either, and I I, I have seen Apollo 13. And that's I, and, that's and even worse. I, yeah. I still can't believe they did that from Independence Day. They have Independence Day. Or this will happen. Ah! No, that's just a scene I mean, that's pretty cool that the guys from whoever owns Independence Day just let them use that. Yeah. I feel like Austin Powers is the kind of movie where there's there's like so many comedies my dad showed me as a kid that just did nothing for me at all. And like I'm totally afraid that Austin Powers is going to be that movie that if I ever have kids and show them to it, they're just not going to get it at all. I mean, it's definitely a product of its time. Yeah, it is right? a product. You See, know? well, that's, that's the thing where Austin Powers, I would say more of the first two movies... It's a weird combination of, like, 60s and 70s aesthetic with, like, a 90s... Like, it's two aesthetics clashing. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of saves it from being a dated... I mean, it's still dated, but I feel like that slightly saves it from being an absolutely dated comedy. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, in its own right, Austin Powers is trying to be nostalgic. Oh, and for I, sure. And I think that is what's going to, like you said, Terrence, like, that's kind of what's going to save it from, from its time. Like, where, like, you can show that movie to our kids or, or, or future generations and be like, they'll be like, oh, this is cool because, like, this is what the 60s and 90s was yeah. like, whether that's true it, or not. Also, the jokes are, like, they're not, mo some of them are dated. I, I know, you got to take your fucking antidepressants. James is just popping I'm, I'm popping pills right now. Yeah. It's Pepsid. The thing about Austin Powers is, a lot of the jokes aren't necessarily dated to that era because like we were talking about with like the chair scene, like, you know, that's not really dated. Yeah. That's just funny. No, it's yeah, just funny, funny yeah. shit. There's stuff in like Animal House and those movies and Caddyshack where like they just didn't work for me at all and my dad and his generation fucking loved it. I mean, those movies are 
for that generation yeah. and they're dated, but I still think in their own regard they're still funny movies. I think, but I think like the way I felt about those is like if I show if I have kids and I show them at um, Austin Powers is how they're gonna feel. I I don't. I, don't know. I mean, I, I hope know. not, but I I just I don't know. I just get that vibe. I, I feel like Austin so. Powers is such a thing that it worked well for me because I grew up in the nineties. And I get everything, and it's such a cultural thing that I think they, they'll pr- appreciate some of it, but... Whatever. I feel like, because Goldmember is also... Because Goldmember is also, like, 70s mixed with early 2000s, so, and that was where comedy and movies was kind of slightly changing and evolving. I feel like that can stand on its own as well, yeah. because it's in that weird zone of... It's a little bit of everything, so, you know, there's a little bit of something for everybody. There's like 70 jokes, there's 60s jokes, there's 90s and early 2000s jokes. I think Austin Powers is kind of, it's it's more about like it, Mike Myers' portrayal of those characters rather than like the time and place in which it takes place. Yeah. Because he can do so much with those characters and the, the type of jokes that, I mean, yeah, they might be more of a product of that specifically, of that specific time period, but overall i mean they're funny like oh yeah like, of course. We, like we just talked about the the chair thing the the, the chair scene with dr evil is going to be funny today 10 years oh, ago yeah, of course. 20 years into the future yeah. and i don't know if necessarily i'm just saying the, the film as a whole i mean yeah. I, I hope i'm wrong i just i think I, you I, are honest i think you're going to be pre- pleasantly surprised i, I, think, dude, I think these I'm are going to pr- hold I, up i'm praying i'm wrong i've actually I've met... will, i know hold up for me but I just... I have met people who are younger than us that like Austin Powers. Yeah. And I'm talking yeah. younger, like, into their, like, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think it's a generation thing. I think it is just taste of comedy. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I mean, like, my sister has seen these movies, and she's 10 years younger than us. Yeah. And she likes them. She yeah. enjoys them, so... I think it all depends who you show, how early you show them, and just, you know... If, if you show people, like, if... I've noticed this. Like, if you show kids... Um, like a funny movie they don't necessarily get it but if they see you laughing they'll just laugh out of obligation yeah but then they'll go back to watch it and understand why yeah i mean sometimes the funniest things are the reactions of the adults in your life having on something and then you try to understand why they find it so funny right you go back when you're older and you're like oh well that's why it's so it's like uh you know growing up i had older cousins they would they would show me like south park and family guy Mm. and like early you know uh like first three seasons of each and you know i would they were like potty humor jokes but there were other jokes that they would laugh at that i wouldn't get and then, you know, as years go down, I get these DVDs and I rewatch and I'm like, oh, that's what they were laughing about. That's actually pretty funny because yeah. now I'm a grown-up. Yeah, I mean, even watching it. Austin Powers now, there's definitely stuff I'm laughing at that I didn't get oh. when I was younger. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Of course, sure. obviously. Definitely. I mean, listen, yeah, apparently we've, you know, discovered that I said all that stuff to Grandma, which <laughs> I, I know I didn't know at the time what that meant. And, and I uh, will be waking up in the middle of the night screaming. Yeah, but and now I'm going to have... The you know, unfortunate thing is... You did, in fact, make Grandma the horny baby. Uh, that's that's really... I thought uh, my family was weird. I mean, you know how weird our family is. So. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, though, Austin Powers is pretty much the peak of not only parody comedies, but studio comedies as well. There's, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, is 20 years old now. Oh. There's not been a single studio comedy... In the past 20 years, in my opinion, that has been close to as funny as Austin Powers and Spy Who Shagged Me. I can agree with that. I honestly do not even remember the last time I've gone to a movie and actively 
laughed, like actual laughing. Like, you know, I'll watch a movie and it's like one funny yeah. gag. But it's like continuously laughing and having a good time. I mean, the funny, yeah. the hardest I've ever laughed at a movie is this German movie called Tony Erdman. I saw that at New York Film Festival in 2016. And I know you're not one for art house, Terrence, or reading subtitles because you're lazy. But this movie, it's long. It's almost three hours long. I swear to God, I laughed for five straight minutes. Like, literally straight five minutes. No stopping mm-hmm. of laughter. The whole audience was roaring the entire time. Like, this was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life watching that in a theater. That's a foreign film. That's not studio comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, I, I, honestly, I, I don't think I can say that I've had that experience in a very long yeah. time. Like, some I of, not. I mean, my favorite comedies, my favorite comedies are like the 80s into early 90s comedies. Yeah. Like, I love, like, Breakfast Club and Uncle Buck and 16K. Yeah, whatever. Fuck yeah. Breakfast Make all Club. your noises. Billy man. Madison, John Hughes, is, John Hughes is a fucking triumph and a legend. I have like I am not one for modern day comedies. Like I don't I yeah. don't particularly like Step Brothers. Oh, or, what? Like, fuck you! I'm sorry. I fuck don't. you! It's not good. That movie is fan- all right. Yeah, Will Ferrell is a hack. I take. I- all right, bring all it right. down a notch. Yeah, Maybe not, because the audio levels are going up too high. There, there's, there's a door. Get the fuck out. I think I personally. I'm think, not even. I think we're being a fan of Step Brothers, but like, come on, dude. No, it's so uh, funny. I, I do take that back though. Like, usually any movie that I see with Will Ferrell is funny, but I will agree with the same sense. Like, I think Step Brothers and other guys. I love those movies because I I genuinely like Will Ferrell and usually anyone that he's partnered with. But that's like my comedy, and I've grown yeah. up with that. But I do agree with the aspect of. The charm and humor and the sensation that Austin Powers had, I do not think that has been replicated. No, definitely, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, whether yeah, I mean, I know I was being like slightly hyperbolic with the with the Will Ferrell thing, well, but I like mean, at the same time, the comedy that I like has never been peaked past um, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Well, not even just Austin Powers, but early to mid '90s comedy. I mean, my yeah. comedy taste in general is more. These newer New York, Brooklyn indie comedies like Noah Baumbach and Alex Ross Perry and Whit Stillman of the 90s and stuff like that. As far as like quote unquote stupid comedy goes, like Austin Powers reigns supreme. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I really would like to sit you guys down and have you guys watch Tony Erdman. I know it's long and I know it's German, but it's so fucking funny. Literally, I mean, they're remaking. Allegedly remaking it in English, they oh, really? announced it. Yeah, but it's it's gonna be garbage because they're gonna have like Lena Dunham in it, and Ugh. there's rumors for Jack Nicholson to be in it, which would be great. But he's not gonna come out of retirement. We all know that. I doubt it. And I I think you guys would fucking howl watching it. It's, I mean, it's so yeah, funny. I'd be willing to watch yeah. it. For I sure. know you would, yeah. Terrence. I gotta like strap him like a Clockwork Orange style to watch anything foreign, <laughs> but it's so fucking funny, dude. They, there's this. Um, scene where she's having like people over for a party, and she like answers the door naked, and then turns into a naked party. And it's just it, the like the weirdness and you the awkwardness. Titties? Oh yeah. Okay, I'll watch it then. <laughs> there you go. That's all I'd say. You, to you, ru- you rope Terrence in. He's good. Yeah. Also, too, we just kind of like because we mentioned Will Farrow and and stuff. Where Will Farrell is in fucking both of these first two movies. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. even in the post credits. Yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not really dead. I'm just All right. very hurt. I'm very badly yeah. burned. Well, I think we said a lot about Spy Shagme. Let's talk about Gold Member now. Gold, Gold Member. Who's I love 
how the opening is just a riff of Mission Impossible 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is one of the weakest Mission Impossibles. Yeah. But, I, so I never, I only saw Mission Impossible 2 for the first time last year. So I never realized that was a riff of Mission Impossible 2. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mission Impossible 2, not great, but all the action scenes are so fucking good. Dude, John Woo knows how to shoot action. Have you seen, like, Hard Boiled or The Killer? I've seen The Killer. I have not seen Hard Boiled. I mean, you don't watch foreign films, Terrence. I think one of those at least has to have a dub for for small brain people Um, like you. (laughs) But you have to watch Hard Boiled. That, no joke, I think Hard Boiled is, like, top ten best directed films of all time. It depends how many dubs are in it. No, just watch it subbed. No, no, no. Dubs. Not doves. Do- oh, doves, like D-O-V-E-S. Yeah. Like the uh, bird. I don't fucking know. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Because John Woo is famous yeah, for yeah, his use of doves. So? John Woo. Who fucking cares? More doves, I'm in. Dude, and Danny DeVito. As <laughs> many me. Dude, I'm mad. Dude, I would love to see a shot-for-shot remake of... Austin Powers of all of Austin Powers two and three with Danny DeVito as many me and having lines of dialogue, just as like an alternate thing that would be, oh my god, or just reshoot <laughs> reshoot all the mini mean scenes with Danny the DeVito. As- Scotty, you're a whore. <laughs> that would be, Kino. So in Gold Member, at the time of shooting, Beyonce is like 20, 21. Yeah, I still can't and, fucking believe that. And she says it's been eight years. Since she saw Austin, which would make her about 13 at the time. Oh. So, unfortunately, oh. Austin Powers is a pedophile and we have to cancel him. I mean, oh, you, no. she could be older in the We movie. have oh, to cancel no. Austin Powers. Burn out. all of your DVDs. Austin Powers, fuck 13-year-old Beyonce. He's canceled. I'm sorry we should have mentioned it at the start of the podcast. He's canceled now. This this episode was all for naught. It was all for naught. Awesome. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Beyonce was born on September 4th, 1981. So, yeah, she was, like, 21 when they were filming Goldmember. Like, does does she look 21? She Not looks really. she looks Not very... Really, right? She looks mature in that movie. I was gonna say, I, I feel like she looks older than 21. Like, no offense, Beyonce, you look... Great, but no, no, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, not an insult. Yeah, it's she not just, an insult. Yeah. She just looks a, very good. She looks way more mature than a 20 or one year old, in my opinion. Like, if you were like, okay, she's 21, if you were like, she's 30, I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. But fook me, fook you, fook me. Oh, that's what I had it. I think, remember, because I think when I was watching, uh, like, there was like a month ago, I was watching the Austin Powers movie and I had a revelation. And I, I posted it in the group chat where I said, I think I finally realized why I'm so attracted to Asian women. Because I kept watching Goldmember over again because Goldmember <laughs> is in Japan. And there's a lot of Japanese women in Japan. It so, all makes sense. So wait, are you accrediting Goldmember to your love of Asian women? Slight possibility, yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, he, wow. he this gets, is a revelation right here. Seriously. Like, so, so, there's Fook Me and Fook You. Anyway, there's Fook Me <laughs> and Fook You. And I think actually one of them is a voice actor. There were a few people in the Austin Powers movies who ended up going into voice acting. Uh, I don't remember the names, but I think one of the girls who plays Fook Me or Fook You is one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, there's also uh, another one, uh, another Asian woman in the Japanese scene with Mr. Roboto. There were a lot of Japanese girls in that movie, so I guess it kind of makes sense now. Fook Me was actually in Boogie Nights, 
and Fook You was in Showgirls. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, so they, they both have uh, had some good credits prior to the movie, which is kind of funny, and nothing else. I've, I looked at their credits, that was it. They had, Fook, they had Boogie Nights, Showgirls, and nothing else. They're not related. You racist. Don't assume they were. What? I didn't... What? I didn't don't, s- don't assume they were related, you racist. Speaking of Fook Me and Fook You, I think uh, this is a great time to talk about all of the hilarious named uh, Austin Powers female villains. Oh my god, dude. It's Dude, that's such a fucking great bit. A it's lot of vagina. Amazing. It's an amazing bit. Ivana Hump a lot. So good. Just like... That, that's one of the best things in the movie, and you just don't get anything like that anymore. Well, uh, I, the funny part is that... The, the way that I love it is that they naturally say their names. Yeah. And it's like, nobody bats an eye except no, complete Austin. complete fucking yeah. silence. Like, Austin is the only one who addresses that their names are incredibly fucked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even in, even in the first Austin Powers, when he meets Ivana Hump a lot. Oh, Ivana, Vegas, she's in the third one. She's in the... What? Uh, vagina is... Oh, a lot of vagina. I'm sorry, you're right. Hump a lot right. is two. Is two. A lot of vagina. A lot of vagina. Uh, at the at the poker at the blackjack table in Vegas, right? The ease in which she says her name, and then the silence of everyone else in the room aside from Austin is just amazing. It's a great bit, and it's like when Ivana he says, "My name is Austin, Ivana Humpelot," and he's like, "What? <laughs> what?" But yeah, I'm glad that they continued that on to the second and, and third. Before we go, on, let's not forget two running gags in the second and third movie. With the th- with the satellites, the one that oh, looks like oh yes. yeah, Dude, yeah, those are great. And uh, how they got like people like Woody Harrelson and uh, who, know, who was, right? who was the other actor they got that uh, the Aussies? The Aussies no, 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 not oh, the Aussies. Yeah, well, no, yeah, the Aussies. But I'm saying that uh, there's another actor that they got that's name worked with the gag. I can't fucking remember who it was. Um, I know who it was in talk- two. It was in two. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Willie, uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah, Willie Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Willie Nelson. So they yeah. got Willie Nelson and Woody and Harrison Harrelson to both be part of the gags. That's fucking awesome. That's amazing. That shit rules. That's a great. He looks like a giant pair of someone's Johnsons. And, and then they fucking repeated the gag in three. And it, like, it kind of works in three because they're like playing off it with the Aussies yeah. and shit. But like in two, it's just so fucking perfect. It's so funny. It's just like it's simple. Great. It's a great. It's bit. like literally you. Please, I imp- I implore anyone to tell me a better penis joke than that. Yeah, that that nah, pretty much probably takes. That's that, like that literally the, the king of penis jokes yeah. right there. Yeah, that pretty much is the pinnacle. I do really love though the gag in three with the mole. Mole, mole, mole. That I think I think that's the most memorable part about three. For me, the most memorable parts about Goldmember are the mole with the mole and um, mini me. Defecting and becoming many awesome powers. <laughs> See, the, be- the best part with the mole is when Mini Me sees it, yeah. and he can't. He doesn't talk, so he's just like, <laughs> just like slapping his cheek. I think like I mean those are both like super memorable, but uh, we're talking about memorable moments from Goldmember. I think one of my favorite scenes is the fucking scab scene. Yeah, right? <laughs> Goldmember is picking oh, up dude, that's so the gross. dry skin oh, from his body. So fucking well, gross. That's a good one. Say that for later and put something like the little cigarette. <laughs> Literally, literally. Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's uh, good. Dude, I want to vomit. Oh my that. god! I just for some the the slow the little like uh, hints and nods of Austin Powers' dad just hating the Dutch. Like it's <laughs> um, very. Dude, subtle. I mean, one of the best jokes is, I hate two. 
kinds of people in this world. Those are intolerant of other people's culture and the Dutch. Dutch. <laughs> Dude, that's literally one of the fucking Dutch. best gags of all time. Also, Michael Caine is just fucking it, killing yeah, he, it. He, he's great. Dude, that's killing Dude, it. I love that gag so much. It's it's like classic airplane kind yeah. of shit. It's just yeah. it's it's a timeless gag. You don't even have a name tag. Just fall. <laughs> um, go, going back to Goldmember though, I towards the end when John Travolta switched in, I'm like, wait. Was John Travolta playing him the whole time? And then I realized it was, like, the movie within the movie, and I was like, oh, fuck. That threw me off. It was like the movie was based off of the Goldmember movie. Yeah. Because then at the end, you see that Scotty has become the new Dr. Evil. I also love in the end end credits, I love that it implies Mini-Me fucks Britney Spears at the end. Yeah! Dude, Mini-Me fucks, dude. Oh, dude. And Mini-Me is confirmed to have, like, tripod status cop. Yeah! Yeah, I know. They addressed that. Because he drops it, and you hear a... Because he shows his dad. He shows Austin Powers' dad. Yeah. Like, let let me see it. And then he just drops it, and all of a sudden you hear a... Also, what's really funny in the end credits, how Fat Bastard loses all his weight. But... But I was reading that in the hypothetical fourth film that they were going to do, mm. Bath Bastard was going to gain all his weight back. Oh, no. I believe that. I really wanted Austin Powers 4 to be a thing until I saw that it's clear Mike Myers has only gotten worse since The Love Guru, which I didn't even know how that was possible because I saw him on Fallon as Dr. Evil. See, and this was like late 2018, and this was... Really fucking cringe. Well, see, all right, this is what I was going to bring up. Because just like the love guru, I don't think it's Mike Myers as an actor. Well, Mike Myers wrote Wayne's World 1 2. He wrote all three Austin Powers, and he wrote Love Guru. He may I, have not wrote for Fallon, but... I know, but just to, still... just to play devil's advocate, it, first of all, it's his writers and it's his team. Mm. They probably directed him and told him exactly what to do. They probably paid him a, a big sum, so you even if you're like Mike Myers, you're not gonna you're not gonna I fucking guess, care. Dude, I was gonna say I'm sure he got paid a fucking. I'm sure, but dude, Doctor Evil on Fallon was so cringe. He was making jokes about like Fortnite and Tide Pods, and Myers was like barely able to even do the voice anymore. After that, I was just like, I don't know if I want to see Austin well, Powers Four. If he's doing this kind of at shit, at this point, you can't. Because he's too old. Not yeah. even like is he too old, but like it's kind of past the point, man. I mean, it is. About a gold member was what two thousand two. Yeah. It's fucking seventeen years later, yeah, dude. No one cares about this movie, these movies anymore, except, except for fucking yeah. us. Like who's gonna watch? Yeah, these? but you know, there's so much shit that panders to boomers and stuff that now they're gonna start pandering to our generation. Yeah, he's I mean, uh, yeah. he's fifty six years old. Wow, shit. I mean, see, like even if like doing oh do a new Austin Powers, but put Mike Myers in it. As, like, the old one, there's, like, a new one. But to, like, pass on the guard. Yeah, kind of. but I... That's really hard to do. I mean, like you said uh, in the beginning, that you, like, you went to that bar and there was, like, awesome power impersonators. Yeah. I mean, it... Well, there weren't awesome powers impersonators well, and they were fired! Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. It is something very easily to do. Yeah. Like, you could easily have someone new be awesome powers. You could probably get someone easily to mimic Mike Myers back in his heyday like that. And then yeah. have Mike Myers be like, you know, basically passing the torch and yada yada. But like he said, I I don't. It wouldn't work in today's day and age. I don't think it would. First really. of all, it wouldn't make enough money to sell. 
Oh, I mean, it would totally make money sell. I mean, no, it would make money. I don't know if it would make money enough. I would totally would. I mean, the first Awesome Powers only cost like fifteen million. True. And Awesome Powers three made like hundreds of millions. They would if they made a fourth one, they would definitely make money on it, no matter how bad it is. I just it could be Love Guru status bad and would still make that. That's what I'm fearing. If it because that's where the humor of that has gone to. Because I think I think the comedy of Awesome Powers could be replicated in today's day and age. Like, I think it could pass. Yeah. Like, there's technically nothing really that people would, like, scoff at, but I don't think it can be mimicked. Yeah. Like, I I just don't think it can be mimicked, or at least mimicked perfectly, without it having some sort of cringy modern reference to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, That's like, where American humor has gone. How would shame. you make Austin Powers relevant to the average teenager i mean you today. can't you couldn't you, you would have yeah, to appeal directly to our generation yeah, yeah. there's no way this there, you, you would you never would, make this movie and it's getting them. to a point now where it's people i roughly people mostly in our generation that is making the money like that is giving the money and making the money yeah you you can't you cannot appeal and it's to like, a younger generation to do awesome power today you have to appeal strictly to millennials a little bit to Gen X, and yeah. that's it. Like yeah. you have to go directly for that market. I mean, you could do it. The There's enough people. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, you could do it, but now is definitely not the right time. Uh, ideally, if like, let's say if they want to make another Austin Powers movie or or, uh, or reboot Austin Powers, right? And they want to get us, they want to get the millennials, they want to get the Gen Xers, right? You would have to wait to the point where we had kids old enough to take to this movie yeah you i mean gen I mean? x is at that point i, I mean millennials I are so, right? starting well, you to also get there, you but... have to remember millennials are like from the like mid 80s there are a lot of millennials now yeah i think that have kids what, like 87 yeah. well, we're, like, we're, we're on the 80s like five we're on the end of the millennials scale so yo we we're at yeah. the tail end yeah, yeah. We're uh, the tail end. i think the last tale for millennials is like 95 no it's 97 no, no, no. I mean, it depends on what yeah, brackets yeah. you look at, but like anywhere between 95, 95 and 97. Mostly Gen Z is from 1998 onward. Yeah. Yeah. Most people in the beginning spectrum of millennials have children now. Yeah. Like my cousin, she's a millennial. She has two kids. No. I don't think any of us are fit to be parents. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely you're, not. You're the oldest of all. I am the oldest. And I mean, like, I probably could. I don't, I don't want to. But I would be... not show my kids Austin Powers I, for quite some time. I don't want you to be a parent anytime soon because I'm still enjoying you being able to do stuff like this and not have responsibilities, not have responsibilities. obligations other well, than yeah i probably couldn't do this podcast if i had a child yeah. <laughs> bring him to the podcast give him a little whiskey to put him to sleep yeah yeah drink, Yo, drink, we're talking drink. about awesome powers today sit on the couch and mind your but business it's like it honestly kind of is a shame because i would love to see like a a new like flair on awesome powers but i think that's one of the things where you kind of have to let sleeping dogs lie yeah i mean like i would like to see a like a comedy come out nowadays that was I mean, not not even necessarily a reboot of Austin Powers or in the same like um, guild as Austin Powers, but it just have the same that, charm. Yes, that kind of charm of comedy, that kind of storytelling. Whereas, like the comedies today, like I mean, they're just not up they're, to caliber, man. Basically, I, the way I see it in American comedy, for at least like theatrical stuff, or just in general, most comedy now is either relegated to like very forced or cringe live action stuff. Most comedy is in animation now. Pretty much anything comedy-wise is always an animated movie, whether it's from DreamWorks. Uh, for, well, for kids. 
Yeah, but, like, it also, you know, Sony does, tries to do animated funny stuff, and they blow, des you know, miserably. Like, without Will Ferrell or any of the old guys, I can't really think of a new comedy movie that, maybe I'm just drawing a blank because I just don't remember, but if it was that good, I would remember it off the bat. Yeah. I was gonna say, I think, like, if I'm thinking as far as, like, as we could say, modern comedies go, probably my favorite recent comedy, and it's not even that recent, it's kind of old at this point, is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. No, it's like 10 years old. I yeah. know, and like yeah. that, like that's what I mean. Like that, that is sad that like that's my pull. My pull is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's just, I, I honestly can't think of it now because most American comedy has just delved down to basic, casual, uh, bracket cringe or just collective shit posting or just gags like in random movies there really isn't a movie like that that brings the charm of comedy like yeah it's stupid you don't have to feel smart but it's just funny to watch just yeah. you know watch this guy do something and it's interesting to watch him because it's a good time and it makes you chuckle yeah i don't see that anymore no i mean austin powers is probably one of the last movies to do a movie based on bits yeah, like based on a, on, whole on movie a character. It's it, it's all bits. That's why it's great. Movie. That's why it rules. <laughs> right, but like that's what I mean. Like name a movie that came out in the past fifteen years that was a comedy based on bits. I, I don't I don't know if I could think of one. I mean, I, I I guess it's just like a different time in the media, but it's it's like something definitely has been lost, and it's very sad because it's. It's so good. I mean, I think you can find that stuff now on, like, Netflix TV shows or... Yeah, I mean, Netflix TV is not, like, the same quality as no, something like Awesome Power. there are so. some shows on Netflix that are at least enjoyable to watch and funny. Yeah. But they're still not Awesome Powers level. And at least at least Netflix is trying. Like, you know, they're, they're throwing a lot of money at a lot of different outlets and at least giving people the chance. Yeah, it's a shame they haven't thrown me any money yet, but, you know... When we try to do PS Boy, I mean, I would like some money from them. When we try to do PS Boy on Netflix, doesn't work out. Anyways, I think that about wraps it up for first episode of Bad Film Cast. I would like to do a shout out to my good friend Evan Schwartz for doing the cover art on this podcast. Thank you, Matt and Terrence, for coming here. That's me. That's also me. Yeah, that's that's them. <laughs> so we will see you guys next week. Thanks for. Okay, bye. Listening. Goodbye.